Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe <coughs> and notification button. Audio versions of the show are available on Anchor. And if you'd like to contact the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the Upper Tier. Joining me tonight, as always, my partner from the Transfer Show and Shankly Sessions. Dane, how are we doing? Congratulations, by the way. Hoi, hoi on life. All our, uh, all our viewers and listeners, stay tuned early next week. We'll have uh, a new member of the Upper Tier team. Um, little, guess, uh, little, guess, spot. Little, guess spot. He's taking over his air, Lewis. <laughs> our, our, new, our new signing. Our new signing our, in the transfer window. <laughs> free, free, signing, signing all over. free signing with potential to make us millionaires. Awesome. Also joining us tonight, as always, from the Monday matchup, you'll recognize this guy. <laughs> Dave Malone, how are we doing, Dan? All right, that's how things. Good, very good. Good to have you on. This is, of course, your Euro 2020, as they call it, uh, weekly update. We're going to go through the first round of matches group by group and uh, see, um, can we pick out what we've seen so far a week into the tournament? Um, starting with Group A, Italy, Wales, Switzerland and Turkey. Um, Italy starting off the tournament with a fantastic win over Turkey, 3-0. And... Um, Looking really powerful, solid at the back, scoring goals. As he, Dean said when we did the preview, and Craig, a nice mix of youth and experience in that Italian side at the moment. So probably no surprise. Um, don't know about you guys, Dean Fitz, if you want to take this one. Turkey, a bit disappointing, yeah? Yeah, there was, there was a, a lot of people had Turkey down as one of the dark horses. Um, very, very surprised at how that, that, that group was gone. I'm not surprised Italy are top of the group the, with the the Euro 2020 app. You have the tournament prediction predictor, and you pick you, you pick the standings of each group, and then who me too further on the knockouts. And I had Italy down to win that group. Um, their form, I think, they're 29 or 30 games unbeaten. And um, the last time they lost to, the last game they lost was to to Portugal. Jeez, I think over over two years ago. Um, What's the ten clean sheets as well, Dan? Is it? Ten clean sheets. Oh, I believe over the the run or the over the course of the unbeaten run, they've about about twenty clean sheets. They're absolutely outstanding. Um, the boys up front, Immobile, uh, Insignia, um, the the boys at the back, Chiellini and Benucci, man. Like I, I predict, I predicted France. So I'm gonna stick with France to to go and win, go on and win the tournament. But um, me and my dad were talking about, it and I said, Dad, who's gonna win the Euros? France, yeah, and he was like, Italy, he said, wait and see, Italy are the dark horses of that tournament, and they're going to take a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, definitely an interesting one. Dane, uh, Wales and Switzerland won all the other match in that group. I couldn't believe this ended up being a draw. I thought Switzerland should have battered Wales about 6-1, looking at that first half performance. They missed so many chances. I think the Wales goalkeeper was man of the match. What was you thinking on that, Dane? I still think Wales are dark horse in the tournament, to be honest, as well as Italy. I do think after Wales' performance, obviously the first game, they got battered. Like, if we're being realistic, they got absolutely battered in the game. Switzerland should have had three or four with looks of things. Didn't get the chances. Goalkeeper was phenomenal for Wales. But then, I do think they could go on and do things in the tournament, probably get semi-finals. If the way they played yesterday... If you can continue that form, it could go against them. Like, it could go with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll certainly be it'll certainly be interesting. There's some real good fixtures coming up, but um, I don't know. I, I suppose when you look at it, you still have Switzerland there as well, and I'd be kind of favouring Switzerland a little bit. Um, I, I don't think so, to be honest. I think, as Dan said, I thought coming into this tournament, Turkey were going to top the group genuinely. I know Dan thought Italy. I genuinely, after seeing the performance that Turkey had in the group stage, in their group, I genuinely thought they might top that group. And they just haven't played to that ability that they should have. Yeah. Italy have been phenomenal. I do think now it's going to be Italy and Wales going through. Maybe if Switzerland get that, what's it, the best place, the far best place tour teams? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think with Switzerland having Turkey in their last game and Wales having to face Italy, I um, I don't know. I can't see Wales getting a whole lot out of that Italian game. I know will Italy, Italy play will a full 11, though? Well, come here. Regarding Italy playing a full 11, like you look at uh, Italy's... Italy are going to make 11 changes to that game. You look at Italy's bench. You have Emerson, Chiesa, Bernadeschi, Bellotti, Bastoni, Amazing. Wales... Wales are going to have a really, really tough against Italy in that final I mean, game. I look at it from 2016 with us, Dan. Sorry for interrupting you there, but I look at it. You know, like we played from 2016 there in the Euros and they put out, obviously, their second 11 and we beat them 1-0. Mm. Do you this think that's going to happen to Wales tomorrow? Wales? I, I, I just think that, like, that... I know what you're saying. Like, it's a, it's a complete kind of... Same, completely same scenario where Italy... Rested all yeah. the players, but like them lads that are coming in for Italy will want to make a statement and will want to show the manager that look, I can play, I can start in this team, I can take this team to another level, and these lads will want to make an impression. You know what I mean? Because let's be real, right? Regardless of the result against Wales, if if Italy go through, the the lads that play in that game probably one of them may get may get the breakthrough and get into the starting 11 but once they get into the knockout stages there ain't anything unless there's a big injury crisis in the squad there's, there's no one moving out of that starting 11 because they work so well as a unit like their attack and play I fucking love that guy um, from last night uh, Locatelli he's really he's absolutely outstanding yeah. um, there's talk of like not just Liverpool but like players to Players to sign for next season in the Premier League, he's definitely going to be on the radar now of a few teams. He's a forty million price tag or something like that, doesn't he? Which would be worth it when you look at the way he's played. Yeah, at the moment, if he if he continues playing the way he is playing, but oh. if if Italy go to the semis or the final, his he's easily doubling doubling his price tag, yeah. and well worth it as well for what you're getting out. Hundred yeah. percent. I suppose tactically, when you look at it. As well, <coughs> If you're the likes of Italy and you're in that group and you're in such a dominant position, you're kind of looking to find a way to put the next best team out if you can, because you're trying to get rid of people at this stage as well. You know what I mean? So if you look at Italy from a tactical point of view, you know, it's going to be difficult. But obviously, like, do they want Wales to go through or Switzerland to go through? Or would they prefer Turkey the way they're playing at the moment to go through, you know? So there's that the tactical only, idea as well, you know? The only the only concern I'd have about Italy going into the knockout stages, and it's not a major one, but the only concern I have is the loss of Cialini. If that's a bad injury, Cialini and Benucci, like, did you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, fine art, it's a fine art of defending how right. them boys play, play together. Like I thought he got taken off there, Dan, sorry, but I thought he got taken off there because of the yellow card so early on, wasn't it? As well, because you couldn't risk um, getting the red then. 
Oh, was it? No, I as thought it was an injury. As... He, he didn't get booked against Switzerland. Chiellini he... came off early in the game. After yeah, he came minutes. off after 20 minutes after getting the yellow card. He did. I think that's a, was that not the second game? Was it the second game? Yeah, we're rounding, up, we're rounding up week one here. That was the second game. Sorry, yeah, whatever it may be. All right, right. Sorry, my uh, bad, my bad. Oh, you're right. Um, let's move on. Group B, um, which, you know, was an interesting group, of course. We've seen what happened the other day with Denmark with um, with um, Ericsson, of course. Sad, and it looks sad. like he's on the mend, you know, but it was it was a tough watch, all right. But um, Finland coming away with the win kind of put the spanner in the works, really, didn't it, in that group when you think about it? Yeah. I, I definitely think what happened has had its its an impression um, on the, the, the boys. It came out, Peter Smuyga came out and said that they didn't want to play. They were told they'd have to forfeit the game. You know, it's it's you wait for rare in its head again, you know, which is yeah. they do absolutely nothing to get the fans on side. It, it, for them, and it, you, you, Peter Smuyga's not going to lie about something like that. For them to tell those lads you either play or forfeit the game is a fucking Shame. Those guys should be getting plastered all over the news, all over the all, all over the media. Like we've we've heard about the corruption over the years. Now this has really pissed me fucking. This has really pissed me off. How they dealt with that situation. Um, I I had Denmark as probably finishing second in that group, but again, you Finland coming in and no pressure on them. You know what I mean? No, they're happy to be there, but they've got a couple of decent players. Glenn Kamara, uh, Timo Pukki. There's a couple of... The guy who scored um, the other day, um, I can't pronounce his name, but I'm sure everybody knows who I'm talking about. They've really um, t- taken a few people by surprise. And thoroughly, de- thoroughly deserved the win against Denmark, I think. Was, I thought, thought they played very well. Um, Absolutely. I just, yeah, I just yes. don't think the game should have been, should have been restarted. Though, to be honest, after like the players obviously weren't in the motion state, yeah, to go back onto the pitch. Yeah, but, I think, I think as spin, well. If you look at it, why didn't they just call it a draw? Why didn't they just give it a draw and give them a point each and move? I, on? I am sure. Look, they, they, they could never re, they, they couldn't unless they done it the following day when it's still raw. What's happened to Christian Eriksen? You know, that's that was too much of a risk as well. Yeah. But they couldn't the push. Though, that he would start at twelve o'clock next day, about 11, 11 or twelve the next day on the Sunday. Yeah, but now we know. Now we know that they were told to play that night or yeah. lose, lose the points. Like you know what I mean. So that that makes that's neither here nor there now. But they couldn't push it out and say, right, well, we'll play the game next week because the whole tournament's in turmoil then. Yeah. So, you know, Finland still had to do a job, and yeah. They they couldn't take sympathy or sit back and say, well, look, hopefully they score and they beat us. They still had to do a job, which they don't. And that throws a spanner into the works in that group now because Denmark losing two games. Finland are still in with a shout now. Yeah. I thought for the Finland goal, Tashan Spiker made a mistake, didn't he? He made a dodgy mistake on the goal, didn't he? As far as more, I don't know. It was very close to him, you know, which is always a very difficult save to make when it's close to the keeper. You know what I mean? So it's it's a difficult one to call, but I just think it's one of those. Um, you know, it's a very difficult thing to sort out because obviously you've got TV rights in place and broadcasting and all this other stuff as well. But you've also got the element of security and you know COVID and all that kind of stuff as well going on. And I just think. Like, even if they played it the next day, it's still going to be raw. Those guys, you know, it's not like the trauma of what those players experienced. They were all circled around the player. It's not like the trauma that was going to go away. It mightn't even go away for months. You know what I mean? You're so seeing, the problem is, you're when's, seeing, uh, when's good to play it? Like, you know? You're seeing your man, um, 
Thomas Delaney. He was absolutely and and uh, your man Christiansen. The two boys were absolutely dead. Yeah. Like we now know that he had to be defib that they did think they were going to lose him. Yeah. I mean, you are running around in that game full of adrenaline. You know what I mean. Your heart is racing, and then suddenly your heart just slows down completely, and you're just shaking to the core. It was just yeah. so so hard to deal with. Yeah, and, and I mean, in fairness as well to the Finnish team, I mean, they clapped the team back on. They did everything to encourage yeah. them back out onto the pitch when the decision was made. And even the Finnish fans were, were um, you know, chanting Christian's name and stuff like that and all. So it's not like Finland were taking advantage of a situation. They were pushed into a situation as well to have to play it, you know. And I think, you know, it, as I said, you, I don't know whether there's an easy solution to it. This was just such a weird thing that happened, you know what I mean? And again... We even seen it with the camera work. How do you react to it? You know what I mean? You don't know what to be doing, really. You know what I mean? I mean, so I, I think personally they should have stopped off footage of it. They, they continued to record for such a long period of time that they probably shouldn't have, to the point where the Finnish fans turned down flags and things like that to cover them up. Yeah. Should the camera been stopped and just, you know, went back to the studios, whatever? I just, I just can't imagine the sense of broadcast panic when these things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't know. I, I reckon you should be going back to the studio, but... I just don't know, you know, if you're a cameraman, so you don't even know where these cameramen being told what to do at the time, or was there such a situation of panic yeah. where they go and by the fly of what they thought they should be doing and they're acting on instinct, but they're not too sure, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. I, I think you can turn around and, and, you know, dwell on that and say, yeah, it was in bad taste and it shouldn't have happened. But until you're standing there holding that camera and you're in the height of that kind of panic, you'll never know what, what your reaction will yeah. be, you know? Um, I'm sure even those cameramen and broadcasters, they don't want to be shown that kind of footage. No one does, you know. Um, obviously, Belgium with a solid win. This is the power of Lukaku. Um, continued on great from from Serie A with a 3 0 win against Russia. Um, outstanding. Uh, outstanding. Lukaku has just been a man possessed since he moved to uh, Inter Milan. Um, Came out in the summer and well, we are in the summer. We came out there a couple of weeks ago and he said he's had a talk with the new manager and he wants to stay. You know, he knows he can build some. He has a I, I don't believe in himself that he thinks he has to prove himself to anybody, but he knows as good as he's performing, if he continues to do so, he's really shoving a lot of shit back down Man United and Man United fans' throats. He's been absolutely outstanding. And then Kevin De Bruyne coming back from injury, like it's just adding fuel to the fire. If them or if Belgium can just settle down with Lukaku firing on all, all cylinders, you know, Kevin De Bruyne making football look easy, Yuri Tillemans, you know, there's a potential to go all the way. Um everybody's talking about France, but Belgium is definitely in the in the three or four that are actually gonna really push on for it. So much talent. So I mean, much talent. Look, I'm not gonna <laughs> Belgium played phenomenal Joe. We're trying to win. Great performance. I still think England are going to win it, if I'm being honest with you. As bad as that sounds, being Irish, not, I still think England are going to want to win it. I think Belgium, yeah. it could be... I'll get good. him off the podcast for that. <laughs> I, I honestly think, that, you know what, I think Scotland are going to drag England into a bit of a war. When, when, we, get on to that, when we get on to that group, I'll say well, how I feel about that game tomorrow, but it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be playing sailing. I don't think so either. And you, I mean, you look the talisman Harry Kane there. He's not even fired. And look at the look at the mare he had there in that first game. You know what I mean? Man, hold on. He's doing, look, yeah, look, Harry, Harry Kane. Harry Kane is doing this on purpose. 
He knows oh. if he has a shit tournament and knocks about 20 million off his price. Someone will buy him. <laughs> yeah. Listen, right? Harry Kane had a bad game. Right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come on here and defend England and be like I'm Irish and all that, whatever. I do believe England are going to Mason Mount, Phil Foden, two phenomenal players, right? They could lead England to win it. Sterling played phenomenal, Johnny. Absolutely phenomenal against Croatia. Hit, hit me up after the podcast and I'll take that bet off you, right? <laughs> That's not a problem at all. I'll take that bet. Let me know what you want. I'll take that bet. Um, 100 quid, yeah? yeah should, they haven't even started fighting yet. Why do they start fighting with each other and all and losing the rag and all? Um, group C, um, Austria, Netherlands, Ukraine and North Macedonia. Um, Austria with a very good win against North Macedonia, 3-1, but made hard work of it. Like Macedonia made them work for their win. Um, and played some nice football as well, which is... Um, it was surprising to me, even though they'd come off some good results, like uh, that win against Germany and stuff like that, which, of course, these things can happen in prep and stuff like that. But um, I think Austria sort of weathered the storm a little bit and then came through and three good 3-1 three, win. Um, the other game in the group, then Netherlands versus Ukraine was crazy. I mean, this crazy was... Crazy is right. Um, I just remember the commentary saying, I too when uh, the Netherlands were two 0 up, they were just saying they're just that that are so laid back, like they need to really like, close out this game because they're gonna get themselves in trouble. Uh, Ukraine scored to make it two one, and the commentators are still saying like these really need to get their heads back into this game because they look like they're gonna throw this away. Um, the Ukraine equalizers, and I'm thinking to myself, what a turnaround turnaround this game could be and the Netherlands will only have themselves to blame um, they got over the line with um, a late goal Denzel Dumfries boys just if I, wasn't, if I wasn't holding the phone with me hand I'd applaud him that guy is fucking awesome he's like nice. Trent he's like Trent and Andrew Robertson oh. rolled into one he's absolutely he, outstanding he did um, he did in the first half, he didn't miss that sitter down. People were like, well, is he as good? Then he came back yeah. in the second half and just played phenomenal. Well, come here, you still have to remember, he's a full-back. Full-backs yeah. aren't supposed to bury every chance they get. Mm. Like, he got up, to, you see the goal tonight um, to finish off the game. Getting up for, to get, a, get the tap-in off, Malin's pa- uh, pass across the goal to him. But to get up, you know, have that drive and determination has not, nothing to prove, you know, the spotlight is on him, the Netherlands are playing well, you know, they're qualified now for the second round, um, really looking forward to seeing how far they can go. Absolutely. Group D, Czech Republic, England, Croatia and Scotland. Here, here's yeah, your group. Now let me talk here, yeah? The group of death. We'll pass it over to you then, then the, the, <coughs> the first match, England won Croatia nil. Which then? Dane Malone. We let Dane Malone start this one. This is Listen, his pick for the tournament. You're not going to be happy about this. I think England played phenomenal, yeah? Genuinely, I do. I think England went out there and played all he could, right? Sterling was phenomenal. Harry Kane, non-existent, to be honest. was non-existent for most of the game. Locked into the even post there and he fucking limped off forever, maybe, but happened, right? Sterling's goal was brilliant. Calvin Phillips was man of the match without a doubt. Lad is unbelievable. Whether Leeds keeping this season or not, we don't see it happening. You can see United or it's Chelsea coming in and getting him there. Nah, he won't go anywhere. He's a Leeds boy. He already had a chance of a move and he turned it down. 
he's phenomenal. He played such a good game. The passes he was making, unbelievable. Now I just I just want to make a point now before you go any further, right? Calvin oh, Phillips, you're you're pinning your hopes on England winning this tournament, right? And you're yeah. telling me that Calvin Phillips was man of the match <laughs> and Raheem Sterling had a great game. And these Listen. are the boys. No, no, these are the boys you think are going to take you to a semi or a final mm. or win a big tournament. I don't wait, listen. I don't think Stan is gonna bring Liverpool to or England, sorry, to yeah. a uh, Euros final. I believe that it's gonna take the likes of Mount Foden and even Harry Kane showing up. I just think in that Croatia game, they played very, very well. Stan has got a view. You can't deny that. Do you not think it was a poor Croatian side? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I think they had their chances in the game. I, I thought that was the worst performance I've seen from a Croatian side since I started looking at Croatia as, as a team. I, I, I thought that Croatia were absolutely dirt box. I don't think England were much better. If you if you can honestly say if you can honestly say that you think England are gonna win that, I will gladly take a one hundred euro bet with you. I will, the, I will bet it right now here on this podcast. I'll bet a hundred quid about you, yeah. I reckon England could win it. Genuinely, no, I think you, no, you said England will win it, so 100 yes, euros. Will. Bit. I'll, I'll take that, which I'll take one more. No problem, I'll take it on this. Live one. here on the, the Dino RD. I, I don't think there's going to be a handy 100 euro I'm ever going to earn. Listen, you know man, what? We'll, see we'll the games, weeks, yeah? see tomorrow's game, England versus Scotland. Scotland are going to pose more of a threat to England, where uh, to England tomorrow than Croatia. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a tomorrow is a war of attrition. England, England, are, England are massive favourites for this game tomorrow night. Like there's some there's some big voices in that Scotland team, and they will they are gonna be. This is like a proper country versus country. It'll be two one. There's a lot riding on tomorrow. This is William Wallace Braveheart stuff. It'll be two one. You can just picture you can picture Andrew Robertson walking into the dressing room with the face paint on, can't you? Like staying like William Wallace. <laughs> yeah. I believe I believe it'll be two one tomorrow night to England. Yeah, the Scotland. Listen, you, lads, you, you think you, you think it'll be two one to England tomorrow against Scotland? I do. So th- th- this is the team you think now is gonna go on and win the tournament. It's gonna I be Scotland be two one. Yeah, I believe Scotland. That's true. No, hold on, listen. He's gonna laugh all his mind. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to make the logic of what you're saying. Like, I this believe. Is, Go on. I believe Scotland. I'm trying to explain this to people. I believe Scotland are threatening the air, right? But I do believe England will beat them two one tomorrow, and that's because I don't believe in Jordan Pickford and goal. That's the only reason I think they'll score. Listen, I do not believe in Jordan Pickford and goal. I think he's a fucking. And someone needs to tell Phil Fowden as well that doing your hair blonde doesn't make you Paul Gascoigne either. I mean. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's kind of it's tailor made really for England and the Czech Republic to go through, really, isn't it? And then if you can get it, if you can get a third place spot out of there, you know. But this is massive. Man, listen, Scotland get a result to tomorrow, they're right back in the mix. Ben, if to be honestly, England. I think Scotland has said it for weeks. I think Scotland are gonna be England tomorrow. I think the English players how much you trying to want to show on that pizza? Come on. How much you want to show on that? Don't be trying to make your money back from, from oh, betting under euro to both If you, you really believe it's going to be England tomorrow? Said it for weeks. So we'll, we'll throw 50 quid on with you. All right, we, 50 actually, quid. We, we, actually, we actually said as well that if Scotland were to be in England, 
that England could go out of the tournament. Yeah, that's the only issue. Can you just imagine that? Be brown bag paper, pizza hut ads again, it'd be all good. Um, <laughs> let's go, Group E: Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, and Poland. Um, the Slovaks, the mighty Slovaks. Yeah, have the Slovakians, a- have the Slovakians in me uh, sweepstakes and walk. Some some result that two one result against Poland was unbelievable. Where was um where was our boy Lewandowski? When you look Honestly. at that uh, Poland team, Noel, um, Szczesny, Glick, Bednarek, probably Zielinski and Lewandowski, you know, when two or three of them don't perform, Poland don't perform because there's a lot of roids on those names and everybody is just looking at Lewandowski. Look at how he Lewandowski for the last two years was like Liverpool put into a player. And he just, everything is just all guns blazing, carrying a club and a country. And I, I think, like, a, he's a bit of a bone out now. He done absolutely nothing um, the other night against Slovakia. Slovakia totally deserved to win as well. They didn't get lucky. They, they played really well, I thought. I don't know about that, you know. Come on. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I mean, I thought the Slovakians did a great job on Lewandowski the other night. I mean, they doubled up on him and man marked him and stuff like that. And he didn't. He created a little bit, but really nothing like what you would expect. I mean, if you're thinking about the season that he's had with Bayern Munich, and I know you can't compare. I say, I say he was shit because his his form or his uh, his level is so high that when he doesn't play to that level, it, it's really noticeable. That's yeah. what I'm. That's the only thing I'm picking yeah. out on him because or, or not uh, being surrounded by that level of player. Like like what Paul Pogba said. Paul Pogba has come out in an interview and said. I play better with France because it's better to play in a team with better players around you. Yeah. Why, when the spotlight's being on you, it's neither here nor there because we're just doing the European review. That's why you come out and say that knowing there's fans at the club that want you hung and drawn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't come out and say that in the middle of a major tournament. But well, Lewandowski but has you carried... Would you do but, if you want, you want to move? Yeah, that, that's, what he's doing, that's, yeah. that's what I mean. He's storing the pot. He knows exactly what he's doing saying that. Yeah. You know, it makes you look and say he doesn't have a brain cell to his name other than storing the pot in the direction that he wants it to go. He knows exactly what he's doing. But Lewandowski, you know, he doesn't have the luxury of going going off and playing for Poland and he has the players around him that are capable of going and winning a major tournament. Whereas when you're at Bayern Munich and seeing what he's done there over the last two years should have won the Ballon d'Or last year um, wasn't for COVID breaking, breaking the all-time record in the Bundesliga you know um, still has probably three or four years left in him um, it's just it, I hate seeing that in world-class players going to major tournaments we've seen it down the years world-class players being the, the only star in that team and going off to major tournaments and getting knocked out in the in the group stage and you're thinking to yourself would love to see what that guy could do in a in a in a great international team. Mm. Unfortunately, the thing is, you have to pin your colours to your nationality and your country, and like look you can't at, dictate. Yeah, all you have to do is all you have to do is look at the Irish team and poor Jeff Hendricks. Do you know what I mean? If he was playing with better players around him, he'd be up there with Kevin De Bruyne's level. Not so. <laughs> not. Um, Spain and Sweden was really a tale of one team that came to play and the other team didn't. Can I just say something this year? Yeah, go ahead. 
in regards to Spain, they're missing that Ramos figure in the team. And it was very obvious against Sweden. <coughs> they didn't have that fire, didn't have that desire to go and win a game. And I'll, tell you so where it all, I'll tell you where it all goes wrong in the Spanish team. It's Alvaro Morata. Stealing, stealing a level, stealing a living as a centre forward. Oh, I swear to fucking God, you look at you look back at the forwards that Spain had when they won the World Cup, the Euros. Yeah. Um, and Fernando Torres and David Villa. You'd give them a ball and they would just we watched Fernando Torres at Liverpool. When he oh, left Liverpool, I genuinely was heartbroken. He just gave him the ball and he'd make something from nothing. Yeah. Alvaro Morata, I swear to God, he gets the ball and he just types up a memo, emails it to everyone on the pitch, waits for them all to read it and get registered and be like, right, so come at us. And I'm thinking to myself, what is a manager thinking putting him up there? He do, he offers nothing. You know, he offers nothing. And I just but think especially that's what's going Especially that's when Jared Moreno's on the bench. But they, if, Jesus, that's, if, they're yeah. pinning, if they're if they're pinning if they're pinning the hopes on him, would like to think that Luis Enrique goes out now in the next game and he's and pins all his hope on Moreno because if he goes with Alvaro, if you're resting all your your laurels on Alvaro Morata, you're not going far in the tournament. That missed that missed the other night was unforgivable, wasn't it? Me oh, fucking so nanny, me God look God rest your nanny, but me nanny would have hopped out of our grave and buried that. <laughs> yeah. Man, look. It was bad. And Thiago came on, he didn't play much better either after the season he's had with Liverpool as well. Come here. Thiago came Thiago came on knowing he should have started the game. Um the Spanish team, Coke, Rodri, and Pedri. Pedri is going to be a, a sensational player, but I think a lot of Spanish press are putting their putting their hopes on him. Um Rodri you know, he offers a small bit going forward with Man City, but he doesn't do it in the in the Spanish team. And I just think with Coke, I just think three relatively bland performances in the middle of the park, side to side passes, very frustrating. Just think Thiago, and again, not being biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I just think Thiago has that spark, that bit of magic. Yeah. that can open up a defence and you don't have to play the side to side ball all the time. Sweden, I, I said it as soon as the game was finished, I said Sweden, just let them have the ball and soaked it up. And they knew if they played two compact walls of five and five, that Spain weren't going to break through. They had one or two chances and they fluffed them and totally deserved point from Sweden. Because they went with a game plan, said to themselves, if we can get a point out of this game, we're, we're more than good enough to go and win the next two games or at least I mean, get another four points from the last two games. There was not a major to know of the game when you look back on it. Like, there was never that, you know, <coughs> you look it was like an exhibition games. match. Yeah, if you I'm... look at other games in the tournament, you go, well, there was that chance that, you know, could decide the game. There wasn't really that chance in the game. Like Spain so... had nine, Spain had 954 passes, whereas Sweden had 176. It tells yeah. you the story of the game completely. Yeah. yeah. And some people would argue that Sweden in the end had the best chance of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, your man's, your man's, uh, can you imagine if your man Isaac had a score the winner there? I tell you what, it would be it would make for it um, a hostile return to Spain next season. Yeah, absolutely. It would be phenomenal though, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on to group F, which is the kind of group that we all wait for all week to get to, really, when you think about it. You know, Portugal, France, Germany, and Hungary. Look, can I just can I just say something here, yeah? Yeah. On absolutely. This one, right. France are one nil up, yeah. Yeah. You're up one nil up against Germany, right? You've had you've had a good like, you know, they got lucky with the Alan Gowell or whatnot. They're fucking on anybody but Giroud. Why do you not put Giroud on with 20 minutes to go? You understand he had to tell this loud goal through. You put Giroud on with 20 minutes to go and you're banging another. I don't, know, I, I don't know whether Giroud would have the... Um, I don't know whether he'd have the impact against that German defence in terms of throwing in high balls and stuff like that. I think the likes of Hummels at the back and Rudiger at the back would eat those kind of things up. So I don't but know if Giroud would be the right move. Germany, Germany are renowned for, the, for their defensive play, whereas... Yeah. Unless you keep it on the ground and you're really, really compact and quick, you're not creating much against against Germany. That's not been done. Been, that defense was non-existent against Mbappe, right? Mbappe was fucking phenomenal. On that yeah, game. but how many goals, goals did he score? They done it. They done it. They like how many goals did he score? None. So regardless of how Mbappe played, they didn't concede. So in their eyes, that's that's you know that's I mean, a good performance. You also, you also have to remember. Yeah, but see, if you look at if you look at the match as well, yeah, I mean, France could have had four or five, really. When you yeah. think about it. And also Germany could have had one or two. But if you think about how France was getting their joy, it was all passing through the lines and passing through the channels. It wasn't lobbing balls in like what you do to Giroud. Giroud would get pushed around by those German lads at the back. So he wouldn't be the guy to be bringing on. And when you see the way Mbappe was flowing through and stuff like that, everything was on the deck, constantly on the deck. You seen it with Rabiot going in there. You seen it with Mbappe going in there. Even Benzema coming across the 18 yard line. And Benzema is a bit of a powerhouse up front as well in terms of being in the air and all. But if you go back and you remember the match, not a single ball, high ball went into him. It was everything to the feet because they know that the guys are very strong at the back in yeah. terms of high balls going in. So I, I'm not sure Giroud would give you what you normally think you would get maybe from when you see him coming on in a Premier League game or in a European game. You know. Um, yeah, dead right. And then you look at you look at the way Mbappe plays. There is going to come a game where it is all going to click and they are going to give someone a right hiding. It might be in the group stages. We, we've seen in the World Cup in the past, Germany against Brazil. I'm, there's definitely potential there in that France team, even in the knockout stages. It could be Italy. It could be England. It could be Spain. They're going to give someone a hiding. Mbappe is going to play out of skin. All through this tournament, Kareem Benzema, we know what he can do with a ball in front of goal. They have Giroud there as another attacking option. Just keep your eye on us. France are going to wallop someone you by three to, or four. Yeah, you have to remember as well in a lot of these tournaments, um, the team that ultimately ends up winning the tournament is not necessarily the team that goes out and spanks someone 6-0 in the first game. These teams tend to grow into the tournament and yeah. their, their progression tends to get better game after game after game. And then they peak when they start getting to the quarters and semis and the final. And that's that's how these tournaments tend to go. Like if France went out the other night and they bet Germany 5 6 nil, everyone would be going, oh my God, look at what they spoke about with Italy beating Turkey 3 nil. It's an absolute yeah. rubbish Turkey side, you know what I mean? So on the face of it, yeah, you've got to go out there and do the job and play against the team you're playing against. But when you hear people losing their mind about that train they'll win Italy versus Turkey, and you're thinking, yeah, it does look like a really good Italian side. They are playing well. They're not giving much up. And yeah, they are scoring goals, which is good to see in an Italian side as opposed to, you know, over time, the one nils that we used to see and stuff like that. 
Um, but uh, I don't know. I think as these teams start to grow into it, those teams that are banging in the three, four and five nails, they will tend to fade away because they're peaking too early. And that's when you see the power of a France or a Portugal or teams like that. They come into the mm. tournament, obviously they find their step, you know. So that would be that would be my view looking at the first week when you analyse it, you know. Um, but yeah, brilliant as always, lads. Thanks for coming on. Um, always a pleasure with the roundup. There he is, the new the new transfer that we signed this week. Lewis is joining the upper tier. Um, we, we were negotiating a free transfer. Look at look at the smile on Daddy's face there. He's like a joker out of Batman. It's nearly riding around. He's the lawyer. He's absolutely, I swear, I swear to God, he's absolutely, you know, everyone has, everyone has kids, I guarantee when you see that baby, they're saying, Jay's the best looking baby I've ever seen. Well, unless like, you know, the odd kid is born and like, just can't be said for them, but I tell you, I looked at my young fan and I was like, never seen a baby like it, ever. All my kids were beautiful. I'm just putting that out there. Well, mine was, Ben. Ben, Dylan, and uh, Lauren, you know we all, I, I love you as an all, but my son takes sole, sole custody of that number one spot. Now, you know what the listeners are waiting for, don't you? What? I'm only how, joking. How, no, how did you come up with the name <laughs> Lewis? Where did the name Lewis come from? Uh, yeah, Noel, you, you don't even need to ask there. There's Lewis Garcia and there's Lewis Suarez. And regardless, <laughs> regardless of what Lewis Suarez did and how he left the club, I, I just I just assume because you and Mandy love shopping so much, I thought it was named after that star in England called John Lewis. That's what <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> it could be worse because there's people saying you must have been on the Lewis coming home and we're like, can't think of a name. And who has looked at the sign and we just like looked at each other and went, Lewis. <laughs> well, you want to be careful because now lads are listening in. <coughs> when, they start, when they start sending you these congrats cards, they're going to be spending spell, uh, spelling this Lewis all different ways. So you anyway, yeah. I tell you, anyone that say, anyone sending in a congratulations in the comments, or do you want to make donations to my GoFundMe for the the expensive life that I have ahead for the next eighteen years? <laughs> it's L E W O E S, not L U A S. After Those the box are Lennox Lewis. Those donations go towards Liverpool. Be biting, yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, and anyone, anyone, anyone says to me his name after Lewis Capaldi, I swear to God, I've elbows like razor blades. <laughs> well, listen, a pleasure as always to have you on. Great to wrap up the first <coughs> of the Euro. Come on, Ireland. Um, shout, shout, shout out to Craig, our European correspondent who's normally on, who couldn't be with us tonight, but always does a stellar job on breaking. He was up, he was up, in, he was up in, he was up in Talisker, two lads off the killing their uh, AFC in the nines for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as always. Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube. Head over there, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. As I said already, anchor for audio versions of the show. And if you want to hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at T Podman. Sorry, at the upper tier, I should say. Where am I going with T Podman? However, it's not too bad getting it wrong. Pleasure as always, lads. That's till next time. That's two mistakes in, in the day. <laughs> tell you, you want to see today's mistake was a belter. Till next time, Go lads. On. Cheers. God bless.